You're listening to audio from Cornerstone Church. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Let's jump in. We are continuing our study on the on stories, and today we're looking at the book of Deuteronomy. Now, how we're going to do this, I'm going to give you the book of Deuteronomy in a nutshell, right? I'm going to give you a quick overview of the book of Deuteronomy, and then I'm going to give you um, what I feel like was two things that really jumped off the pages in the book of Deuteronomy. There is so much to the book of Deuteronomy. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a buffet, right? You can go through the book of Deuteronomy. You can pick apart what you want and, and, uh, use it for your life. You know, the blessings, the cursings, uh, the promises that are there, the land, uh, the Moses final, um, his final, his farewell speech to all of the people before he left. And you can go and handpick what you want. And so I'm gonna handpick what I'm gonna deliver for you. Cause I feel like the Lord want to tell us something today. And I just want to do that really quickly. So let's go through this really quick. The book of Deuteronomy. I'm slow down. Sorry. The book of Deuteronomy. Uh, it is my, Moses' farewell speech to the Israelites. Uh, he had been with them, serving them for all this time. Um, and before he died, Moses reminds them of God's laws, of God's power. He explains to them that as they're coming to take the promised land that God had promised them, that they don't want to copy anyone else's behaviors. You need to commit fully to what the Lord has given you for this day. And we could break down the book of Deuteronomy in really three blocks. Um, it could bro- be broken down like this. Moses' opening speech, the collection of laws, and Moses' final speech. In Moses' opening speech, it's, um, he's reminding Israelites where you've come. And it, I love it because in the very first uh, chapter and the second verse, he says this, and I didn't give this to them, but I'm going to read this really quick. He says this, this is Moses writing. Normally it would take us only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai. And then he goes down he says, but 40 years after this, the Israelites left Egypt. They are finally at this place. Normally it will only take 11 days to travel from where the God called them from Mount Sinai all the way to the promised land, to the border of this land. But it had taken them 40 years. So right off the bat, as we look at the scripture, we see that God saying, it should never taken you guys this long to get to this point. It should have never taken you guys this long. You've been wandering for 40 years. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, we just had this happen with the people that were in a cruise ship that couldn't dock during a quarantine, I'm doing a COVID time when they were wandering for all those months. Can you imagine being in a cruise ship and, and for 40 years, you're not able to go anywhere. You're stuck in this same place. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Because of their disobedience. So he's reminding them really quick, look, you should have been here a long time ago. But now that you're finally here, let me remind you what God did for you. And let me remind you also of what your parents did. So he takes a a season or a a couple verses and he explains, or a couple chapters and explains to them, this is what your parents did. Your parents were hard-headed. Your parents were disobedient. Your parents thought they knew best. Your parents continued to go against whatever God wanted them to do. And that's why after 40 years, all your parents are dead. Kind of like Elsa and Anna in the movie, their parents are dead. Oh, oh no. you know, it's 40 years. It took us, wipe them out, all of them dead. No one from that older generation is still alive. Only person that's still alive is actually two, Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two allowed to go into the promised land. So Moses reminds them of that. In the next block, we look at the, the collection of laws, Right? Moses reminds them of the laws that God has given them. 
He goes over um, some of the, and he has a various of different laws. He goes over the different laws for the, the, the Israel leaders for worshiping God. He reminds them of some of the things he already said. He re, and he goes into uh, further clarity as to why this is important as you go into the land you're about to go to. As well as, he also, um, he also gives them some new ones. Say, hey, this is the reason why. As you're going over there, you can't, again, mimic, you can't copy the, the behaviors of everybody else. You can't worship their guys and do what they've done. You have been set aside. You have been set apart from everybody else. So let me remind you of those laws. And then in Moses' final speech and his death, Moses, um, and his, he gives them an ultimatum. He gives them the choice. He lets them know that as you're going into this land, let me warn you of something, that if you disobey God, there's going to be consequences. And then he gives them a list of consequences for disobeying God. And then he said, if you obey God, there's going to be rewards. Then he gives them a list of rewards. Then he blesses Joshua. He does some, a couple other things. And then Moses is carried off to die. End of Deuteronomy in a nutshell. And we close. Scene. Sweet. I just want to give you a nutshell. Because there's some really cool things in Deuteronomy, but I want to give you something that jumped off to me. And there's two things in particular that really jump off the pages of Deuteronomy. Number one is you have a choice. And number two is you have a responsibility. So we're going to dig into this, right? Number one, you have a choice. Let's read this. In Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 18, it says this. Now listen. Today I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and keep his commandments, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply. The Lord your God will bless you in the land you are about to enter and occupy. But if your hearts turn away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drowned away or drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not occupy, I mean, you will not live long, a long, good life, sorry, in the land you are crossing to the Jordan to occupy. First off, he tells them, you have a choice. And we all love choices. I love choices. I love to look in my closet and see all the choices I have. Right. Whether it's all the shoes I want. Let me, let's pause. I want a, a shoe room. So I would love to have a, a, a shoe room with a whole bunch of choices. But we love choices. Right. We love to choose McDonald's or Burger King, Apple or the other place. Android. Well, that's not a real phone. Anyway, let's just let you know. Apple is the way to go. That's heavenly phone. Apple or Android. Right. Uh, Marvel or DC Comics. Um, there's more choices. Nike or Adidas. Uh, Male or female, I don't know if that's really a choice, but that's neither here nor there, right? Uh, you, we all love choices, Alabama or Georgia. You know, we love choices. And, God, and as a human race, I think we, we, we fail to uh, realize that God really laid a simple choice before all of us. I mean, it's not red, blue, pink, I'm sorry, it's not red, What's the different colors of red? I don't even know. Burgundy, uh, uh, maroon. It's really black or white. It's either you follow God or you don't follow God. It's either blessings or cursings. It's either life 
or death is either obedience or disobedience. There's no in between with God. Either you do what he tells you to do or you don't do. And I didn't fully understand this. I did not fully get that there is an obedience when it comes to God until I had kids. When you have kids, you start to realize, oh, there is a difference between obedience and disobedience. And I thought, you know, let's just give a laundry list, just some hypothetical examples of what disobedience is. And so I, I went ahead and wrote down what disobedience looked like. Disobedience is this. If you're told, Ella, to do something and you don't do it, that's clear. Everybody understand that? That's disobedience. But go farther. If you're told to do something and you decided to do it your way, that's disobedience. If you're told to do something and you delay doing it until it fits into your schedule, Ella, that's disobedience. If you're told to do something and you get your little brother, Ella, to do it, that's disobedience. If you're told to do something and you forget because you were watching TV, that, say it with me, is disobedience. It's very clear. I, and if you don't have kids, I get it. You don't, you don't understand. You don't work with kids. You don't, you don't see it. But God was like, listen, all these things take place when it's disobedience. If you choose to do it your way, if you don't do it at all, if you forget to do it, if you do it in your own timing, all those things are disobedience. And I want to challenge us today. Just like Moses did with these people. If you want the blessings of the Lord. If you want the good of the land. If you want to stay and prosper. If you want to see your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren live in the land of the Lord. You need to choose life. You need to choose obedience. And it's not just the big obedience and the small obedience. It's not just, am I going to kill my neighbor? It's not just, am I going to go out there and cheat on my wife? Y'all know this, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small, small areas where God told you to do something and you didn't do it. It's when you're in your car and you hear, you're like, am I hearing voices? I feel like I should go and make this left turn. And you decide to go right because you say, you know what? I'm crazy. I'm going to make a right turn instead. That's disobedience. It's when you're walking down the road or you're leaving out of Walmart and you see someone that's homeless. Not that you have to help every homeless person. That's not what I'm saying. But I want you to hear this. And God says, take $50 out your pocket and give that homeless person $50. And you reason in your head, God, I got better things I can do with this $50. They ain't going to do nothing but smoke it and drink it up. That's still disobedience. Do we hear this? Disobedience is simply choosing another path than what God told you to go. I don't want us to live in disobedience. Because we know that Moses laid it out. There are some things that come with disobedience. And if I had time, I would go through the laundry list of consequences for your disobedience. You may get your phone taken away for a week. I'm looking at my daughter. She's over. If you, you're not here, she's right over there. You may get a whooping. Disobedience may end you in jail. Disobedience may end your life completely. Remi- 
Remember, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy everything that you have going for you. He wants to kill your witness. He wants to kill your family. He wants to destroy your business. He wants to take you out because he knows that if he can get you just to fall off course and choose your own way because you know best, he can get, he can get you destroyed. I want to tell you, you have a choice. And stop making it such a big thing. I love it. I have, um, I have friends in Maryland. I love some of my young friends. I'm old now. You know, I'm up there with Pastor Ronnie. Like, I'm, I feel really old. <laughs> just right there. I should, I should grow my hair so I can look just like Pastor Ronnie. Be old man just up here playing guitar. <laughs> right? But some of my young guys in Maryland, they make, they make their choices so difficult. Right? They are with a girl. They've been dating a girl for five years. And they can't choose whether this girl is for them or not. Man, the find of a wife, find of a good thing. Get out your head. It ain't that difficult. You've been with this female for five years. Choose you going to marry this girl. Put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. If you like it, put a ring on it. Stop playing around. I'm sorry. That, that was specifically people in Maryland. You guys, you don't have to make the decision that hard. It's not that difficult. Let me, let me speak to the children in the room. Doing what your parents told you to do is really not that difficult. If your mom tells you to get up and clean your stuff, it's not that hard. Pastor Chairs, you here? Oh, Jesus. We're just going to keep going. I was wondering, she was sitting over there. I was like, she disappeared. She was raptured, and we all have been, well, I missed the calling. No. <laughs> Sorry. It's not that difficult to follow what your parents told you to do. Get up and do it. Because if you don't, there's going to be consequences. My child, no, they may get a smack in the back of the head real quick. But that's neither here nor there. Number, number two, let's go over this really quick. Number two, you have a responsibility. You guys, I love this one. Because as a child... When I think about it, it was dinner time. All I had to do, my responsibility was just to show up at the table and eat the food. That's all it was. I had no other responsibilities when it comes to dinner time. As an adult, I realized there's more responsibilities. Somebody got to make the money to buy the food. Somebody got to go shopping to bring the food home. Somebody got to be good and put the ingredients together because you just can't put anything together and call that food. That's not food. Uh Uh-uh. Sorry, boo-boo. Uh-uh. That's not food. Right? You got to put the right ingredients together and cook it up and put it on the plate so that that food tastes good so that when the food gets to the table, after hours of sweating in the kitchen, your kids can come and spend five minutes and say, oh, I don't want this. I want pizza. The older you get, the more you realize what responsibility really looks like. Moses says this in Deuteronomy 11. Oh, I can't read all this. I can. Let's go. Deuteronomy 11, verse 1. It says this. Verse verse 2. Keep in mind that I'm not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness or his strong hand or powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what the Lord did. 
to the armies of the Egypt or their horses and chariots and how he drowned them in the Red Sea and how they were chased as they were chasing him down. He destroyed them and they have not recovered from this very day. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived here. They didn't see what he did to D and A, right? All those people in the earth and as it opened up his mouth and swallowed them, his whole camp, blah, blah, blah. Number verse seven. But you have seen the Lord perform all these mighty deeds with his own hand. Verse 18. So commit yourself wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them around your hand. Wear them on your forehead as a reminder. Teach them to your children. Talk to them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Write them on a doorpost of your house and in your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land of the Lord your God or your Lord. The Lord swore to give your ancestors. Really quickly, you have a responsibility. Number one, you have a responsibility to not forget. You were the one that experienced what the Lord did, not your children's. You want to wonder why we have a generation of children that are unchurched? It's because parents didn't do their responsibilities beforehand that these children are not going to church to learn about the Lord. Neither did they take time to teach them the word of God. Don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget where God has brought you all the ways. Do you realize I'm supposed to be dead? I'm not even supposed to be here today. I was supposed to be in a coma after the age of four or five. I wasn't supposed to be able to walk or talk. Remind yourself of what God has done for you. When you do this, you get stirred up that nothing comes against you will prosper because you remind yourself if God did it before, then he'll do it again. You got to get fired up reminding yourself God did it. I don't care that I'm in a, I'm locked in my house. God brought me out of my house before. He will bring me out again. I don't care if I'm $100,000 in debt. He brought me out of debt before. He'll do it again. I don't care that my children are locked up in jail. He brought the rest of my family through hell. He will do it again. I don't care what you throw at me, devil, because if he did it before, he'll do it again. I'm sorry I'm screaming. Lastly, you got to pass it on to the next generation. Your responsibility, you parents, adults, grandparents. If we don't tell our kids, they will forget. That's why you need to remember yourself. You got to do whatever you can to place, to, to remember it. Paul, I mean, Moses said, write it on your wrist. Put it on your forehead. Get a tattoo to say, I'm following Jesus. I don't know. I'm just messing. Don't do that. I'm just joking. Right? When you wake up, tell your kids about the Lord. When you go to bed, tell your kids about the Lord. When you're traveling on the road, tell your kids about the Lord. Your responsibility is no one else's responsibility. I'm the children's pastor here. I'm the youth pastor here. I work with kids. It's not my job to raise your child in the way of the Lord. You can't just stick your kids in church on Sunday and expect them to learn why you're so passionate about God, why you have followed God all these years. I wish I had more time, but you have the time. You have the time to take God's word and apply it in your life. You have the time to go to your kids and say, hey, let me tell you some stories about what God has done in my life. How he just made a way out of no way 
it, it may take some time for you to write these things down. I'm sweating, ain't I? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm big and black. Oh, Jesus. It may take some time for you to write some of these things down. But I encourage you to write some of these things down so that you can remember these things. And then you can teach them to your kids. Stop making it difficult, though. Stop making it difficult. It's as simple as telling your child, you know what? We're just going to take today and tell God we love him. We're going to thank him for giving us this house that's over our head. And then go a little bit deeper. And we're going to thank him that we're still alive. Because you know what? Some of our, our friends, our cousins, our relatives, they didn't live. Didn't, didn't live, sorry. They didn't make it through Corona. Don't make it difficult, you guys. All right, all right, I need to stop. But you have a choice. You have a responsibility today. So as you look at this word, as you look at the books, as we study this year, remember, it's on you. You can choose to follow what God has written in here, or you can say like what culture is saying, it's all relative. Right now, it's relative. Because... I'm living like this, and God understands my heart. Right? That's your choice, but I want you to know that your life is the sum total of the choices that you've made. I like to say every decision matters. Every decision. I'm standing here on stage right now because I happen to have made a decision that whenever Pastor Jody say, hey, can you go? Whether it's uh, Saturday night at 12.01, can you go speak for the mirror tomorrow? I'm on stage. It doesn't matter. Every decision matters. I may not have nothing to say. I may get up here and bomb. <laughs> that would be horrible. I'd be up here just speaking. I'm like, what is this man saying? I don't know, but I was committed to doing what God called me to do. Every decision matters. If you're at home right now, thank you for following along at home. Are you here in the room? We want to say this, that above all else, what's very cool about this Bible is in the book of Deuteronomy, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy more than any other book in the Bible. And then Moses, on a mount of transfiguration, actually got an opportunity to go to the promised land. Think about it. When, when Jesus was on a mount of transfiguration, his, there were certain prophets that showed up. And Moses was one of the prophets that showed up and appeared before Jesus to encourage him. Jesus is real. He came here to earth, the son of God, born of a virgin, and died for us. He said, no one can take my life. But I'm laying it down so that you can live. So if you're here today, you're watching online, if you will bow your heads with me, I just want to ask you this. If you want to commit your life to the Lord, say, you know what, I want to get this right. I want to choose life today. Let me tell you how you do it. The Bible says, if you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you can be saved. That's choosing life. That's the first start. So if you're watching online or you're in this room and you want to pray that prayer, we're going to pray together. And if you'll repeat this after me. Everybody's in this room. Let's, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for giving your life for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross, and that he rose again. I ask you now to save me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to give you a, some clappy claps. What's that called? Clappity claps. Uh, so 
Uh, if you pray that prayer, we want to encourage you to go to connect.cornerstonerome.com. There will be people there that will be able to answer some of the questions you may have that may be able to encourage you along your journey. Um, we just want to ask you to do that. As well as before you go, let me say this prayer over all of you guys that are here today. And it's found in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 6 says this. And we're believing this by faith. If your life is not lined up with, right now, with this right now, speak this over yourself. Right? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We bless you guys. Have a great rest of your week. See you guys next time. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.